welcome to Tech Law Talks. I am Anthony Diana, a member of Reed Smith's Tech and Data Group. In each episode of this podcast, we will discuss cutting edge issues on technology, data, and the law. We will provide practical observations on a wide variety of technology and data topics to give you quick and actionable tips to address the issues you are dealing with every day. Hello, this is Anthony Diana from Reed Smith. Welcome back to Tech Law Talks and our M365 in 5 Foundation series. We are joined by Lighthouse to explore core elements of Microsoft 365 and key operational and legal considerations. In this episode, we will be discussing Teams channels. And with me today are Therese Capraro from Reed Smith and John Holliday from Lighthouse. So to get started, let's talk about Teams channels. So John, could you just give us a sense of what is a Teams channel? People are talking about it. I think a lot of people don't understand what exactly a Teams channel is and how it works in Microsoft 365. Oh, sure. It's really just analogous to, you know, you have a team, but they're working on different things at different times. And there really does need to be another level underneath the, the overall team just to focus in on the resources and files that you'll need to perform whatever function you're performing. So a good example of that is you have several projects that the team is focused on. So a channel is something that you can easily open up and then selected team members can then participate with that project, share files, share chats. And so it's a very convenient mechanism for managing the group and managing your teams and the projects within them. And I, I think, you know, obviously this is the big collaboration tool for M365. And I think Microsoft uses it as a, as a game changer from a productivity standpoint. Therese, could you just explain a little bit in terms of how people can use Teams channels just from a business perspective? Sure. So when you set up a Teams channel, what's interesting, it gives you a number of different functionalities, right? So first there's, you can have communication. So there's Teams posts where you can chat with one another about the things in relation to the channel. There's a wiki that's set up that has information where you can share information within the wiki and communicate. There's a SharePoint site where you can store documents. And the interesting thing about the SharePoint site is everyone in the Teams channel can access any of the documents within that SharePoint site at any time, right? So there's lots of different aspects of a Teams channel that will be accessible to all of the members. So you can communicate in real time, edit documents in real time, have access to all of the information um, about that, that falls within the channel at the same time so people can work together. And John, I know Microsoft, as, as part of this collaboration tool, these Teams channels are supposed to be sort of a gateway to sort of other applications. Could you explain how that works? Uh, sure. So just taking the analogy of a project forward a little bit, you know, so for a given project, there are different tools that you're going to need in order to manage the project. Different types of projects need different types of tools. And so if you look at the channel as kind of a, a, a portal through which different types of tools can be integrated into the team's environment and that collaborative experience, then you start to see a gallery of different kinds of tools being created, different apps that can be selectively included in one or more channels. It does introduce the requirement that just like any other environment where you're using third-party tools, you've really got to do the due diligence to make sure that that is an application that has been properly vetted and that the risk is really understood before you allow it to be installed. But once it's installed, it then adds a, whole, a great deal of productivity to each of the individual channels that, that are defined within a given team. 
Yeah, thanks. And, and Therese, um, I think we talked a little bit it's on the last podcast about the team chats, but one of the features they talk about is the fact that you can be much more expressive in your communications within the team posts. Could you explain what that means? Similar to Teams chats, as Anthony said, the Teams posts have, you know, what he referred to as expressive features that can be used. Those are things like giffies, stickers, memes, praise, and reactions. So functionality that we're, you know, comfortable with and, and used to in, you know, social media and the like are now integrated into these communications tools that people can use during you know any chats that's going on and and one of the interesting things to remember about teams posts is that although they are very similar to teams chat it's essentially im you know a persistent im that's going on so teams posts are stored within the channel right teams chats if you've listened to our prior podcasts are you know basically one on one ims that we're used to like skype that are stored within the user's mailbox so in terms of storage and how to access those chats, it's just something to be aware of in terms of where they are located within the system. Thanks. And then, John, I think we'll have a further discussions and further podcasts on governance around Teams channels, which I think Lighthouse Henry Smith believe is critical. But one of the things I want to touch upon, just sort of one of the fundamental things, is, is who can create these Teams channels? Well, I mean, you know, anyone can create the channel, but you do have access controls that you can refine that access. So the, the whole point of the channels is to provide that box, that sort of security box, so that a good example of that is creating a private channel. You can create channels that have limited access so that not everyone in the team can actually access that channel. So you do have a full range of access controls that are built into the team's platform for managing channel access. Yeah, and I think, as I said, I think we're going to have much discussion about teams governance uh, in future podcasts. So thank you to our listeners. Thanks, Therese and John. And hopefully you'll come back and listen more. Thanks. Tech Law Talks is a Reed Smith production. Our producer is Allie McArdle. For more information about Reed Smith's tech and data practice, please email techlawtalks at reedsmith.com. You can find our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and ReedSmith.com, and our social media accounts at ReedSmithLLP on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. This podcast is provided for educational purposes. It does not constitute legal advice and is not intended to establish an attorney-client relationship, nor is it intended to suggest or establish standards of care applicable to particular lawyers in any given situation. Prior results do not guarantee a similar outcome. All rights reserved.